This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 272 with Colleen Hauck. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes for our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 272. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Colleen Hauck is a public speaker, co-author of the best-selling book, Women Who Ignite, a certified professional success coach, and the creator of You So New, a program designed for successful professionals who fail to take care of their personal life. All of this coupled with over 15 years of corporate leadership, training, and consultative selling, Colleen shares her skills, personal experiences, and research in a unique way to authentically connect and empower high performers to have it all without losing it all. Married to her supportive husband, Matt, they live in Southern California where they were born and raised. They enjoy life with their beautiful children, Jordan, 24, Ethan, 12, and Reese, 9, camping, hosting fun-filled evenings with friends, and spending quality time with other extended family nearby. Listen in to hear Colleen share how picture-perfect lives aren't usually picture-perfect, the costs of prioritizing her work over everything else, the impact to her family having to walk on eggshells around her, how to live the quote-unquote and life, how to define your own version of having it all, 
and how she intentionally integrates her personal and professional life. This was a super fun conversation. I'm so appreciative of Colleen's perspective because there's so many things in here that I could relate to. Wanting to be someone who goes after it all and gets it all and loves achieving, but also wants to be conscientious of the costs that can come with prioritizing too many things at once, or maybe not prioritizing the right things at once. So this is going to be a fun conversation, especially for people who are always going after having it all, but maybe struggling to actually live a picture perfect life, even though their life might look picture perfect from the outside. So let's dive in with Colleen Houck. Colleen Houck, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Sarah. Excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I can tell from our pre-interview. I always get a good sense of energy from the pre-interview, and I can tell this is going to be a lively, engaging conversation. Yes, yes. So I want to know a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. So right now, what I'm really excited about is the transition that I've recently made from 15 plus years of corporate to now full-time running my own business. I'm a speaker and a certified professional success coach and an author. And I started that business about almost four years ago, but it was alongside my corporate career, which my corporate career was pretty taxing. It was definitely full-time, lots of travel. So trying to start that business was definitely challenging and I wasn't able to give it my full attention and my full love behind it. So right now, I'm really excited because I made that transition less than a year ago and I'm already seeing these kind of unforeseen benefits. So of course, the benefit of being able to really support women on their journey, as I know we'll talk more about later during the interview, but that, you know, full time being able to support women on their journey. But the added benefits that I wasn't expecting was all of this time freedom is how I'm sharing it. And that's because I, you know, can dictate my schedule. I'm now able to see my family, especially my kids more often, you know, really design how my day goes for the most part around things that, you know, with the kids activities and whatnot, but be able to really just have that time freedom that I haven't had my entire (laughs) adult life. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment and milestone and, and probably a really kind of big, scary transition, right? Yes. (laughs) It was and still is. There are days where I am unbelievably excited, just elated on top of the world. And, you know, admittedly, there are days where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. You know, just completely rocked my world. And again, how I've been operating for 15 years, and especially I'm a wife and a mom, and I've technically been a mom for 15 years as well. So what that life looks like is now completely different. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate what you say about the benefits. In spite of things feeling scary and uncomfortable, the benefits of time freedom and those kinds of things are so significant and you don't realize till you have that how amazing that is. And that doesn't mean that you don't work really hard or probably work really long hours, maybe even longer than in corporate, but it's on your own terms and that feels really different. Yes, it does feel different, but I would say it, you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. You certainly need to be disciplined and be able to be intentional with your schedule and hold yourself accountable. And luckily for, you know, the majority of the time, that's my personality. Yeah. 
you know, I've, I've certainly enjoyed some extra freedoms, if you will, that, you know, where a day I might not be working, you know, eight to 10 hours. But for the most part, it is it, as long as you've got that discipline, it's a great opportunity and, and a great benefit to enjoy. Right. And I think it doesn't feel like a lot of discipline is required if you really love what you're doing. And I saw that happen with my husband when we first met. I remember I was a personal trainer doing one on one personal training exclusively. And I would train clients for like a block of four hours in the morning. And then I would have like a four hour break during the day. And then I would do like another block in the evening. And during that break in the day, I would do my own workout and like take a nap. Like I didn't have kids or anything. Like I don't like I killed a lot of time doing a lot of nothing. And I remember my husband had his own business at the time and he would get up at like seven in the morning and walk out to his desk and he would literally sit in his desk for twelve hours straight. And I always was like, how are you so disciplined? Like no one's gonna know if you like go out to lunch, but he never would. He was so disciplined and it wasn't a sacrifice to him because he really, really loved what he did. And I've seen myself evolve in that direction. Now that I'm so wrapped up in the podcast and so wrapped up in serving the shameless mom community, like I can easily work a full long day and it doesn't feel like, oh, I really wish I could go take a nap. I'm like, no, I really want to be doing this. (laughs) So. Mm Yeah, you hit it on the head that, you know, I'm a morning person. So, you know, I'm usually up between five and six in the morning. And I still do that, even though it's just like your husband, it's like, I can just roll over to my desk and start my day. But I do. I'm excited. It doesn't feel like work. And for the most part, there are certainly times where I'll find myself, you know, okay, I've got to get into this creative mode, right? I'm creating new content. I'm developing a product. And, you know, I'll find myself trying to distract and not do (laughs) some of the work, right? So that's where that self-discipline has to kick in. It's like, because not everything is going to be so fun within your business. And that discipline does have to support you to push you through. Yeah, yeah. I know you have a really impressive list of accomplishments. So you're a best-selling author and a speaker and an executive coach. So from the outside, it looks like you have it all figured out and you've put all the pieces together in a nice pretty package with a bow on it. But I'd like to know how you got here and also how your personal journey led you to this chapter in your life. Yes. Isn't that funny? All of our credentials (laughs) and all of our wins make it look so great. And it certainly has not always been like that. And it's not always like that today. So I live in Southern California. I was actually born and raised here. Two amazing parents. And I'm an only child. And my mom, as I was growing up from the time I was a baby, she was a full-time registered nurse, but she was my role model. She was somebody who would go to work, but when she came home, you know, my dad and me were her center of attention. Everything was there. And, you know, I always say that she was like Wonder Woman. You know, I wanted to be just like her. And when I graduated high school, I, you know, went off to college and began my career and, you know, felt like everything was kind of moving into that direction. But after I married my husband, Matt, I became mom to his son, Jordan, and then we had two children of our own, Ethan and Reese. And that's when I started to make some transitions out of my early career into more of this kind of professional corporate world. And the company that I just left within this past year, I was there for about 11 and a half years. And the story that I most often share is going into 2013. And just before that year started, I was offered a promotion. And this was a promotion I really wanted. It was the first level into that real leadership aspect within the company. And I was just on top of the world when, you know, my boss sat there and offered me this promotion. But what's funny is 
I was so excited. I didn't ask any questions about oh, what no. this promotion meant. It was just like, yes, I want this job. Of course. And yeah, of course. And unfortunately, I wasn't really listening or maybe comprehending, really thinking about what he was telling me. And what he was telling me was that in addition to the promotion, I was also taking on someone else's book of business. I was in sales. So I was now going to be a sales leader, but I was doing like one and three quarters person's job. And I did not evaluate any of that and think about how that was going to impact me or my family. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. 
And so because I went into 2013 with, I mean, way more than I could possibly manage, I started to become overwhelmed. But the trick here is I do not like to fail. And (laughs) I never want to let anyone down. So you know, I didn't want to look bad. I didn't want to let my team down, my management down, and certainly not my clients. And so the big thing I did in order to get everything done possible that I needed to between, you know, work and being a mom and a wife, I just kind of sacrificed sleep. Legitimately, I was sleeping about only four or five hours every night. Wow. And I just had no idea the physical and mental impact lack of sleep has on a person. And even just one or two nights when you sleep deprivation, right? But I mean, this was ongoing. And I was away from my family, traveling a lot. And I put my job in front of everything else. And, you know, I say my family just completely got my leftovers. And I mean, I wasn't even taking care of myself. I was missing my doctor's appointments. I didn't have a relationship with any of my girlfriends anymore. I started thinking that this was the life I had to live. Like if I want to achieve professional success, this is just how it is. Like, you know, because it's so funny when you're pregnant, you read all the like maternity books, right? The what to expect when you're expecting. And you know, week by week, exactly what's going on with your body. And then after you have a baby, you read this book about, you know, what to now expect for your child as they develop. There wasn't anybody really coaching me or sharing with me what I could expect when I went back to work now that I was a mom. And so I just assumed this is what my life looks like. And it was really, really rough. And the story I often share is because I get asked all the time, you know, how did my kids and my family feel? And the worst experiences were when I would come home from work, I would hear on the other side of the door, just, you know, before I would enter, I would hear Matt with the kids and they would be laughing and, you know, like enjoying this late afternoon. But I swear the second, like my hand even hit the door handle, it was silent. Wow. And Matt later shared with me, the moment you walked in, we were on high alert. Like that, because they didn't know, okay, is mom going to come in on a rampage? And I mean, I would scream at my family because, you know, there's like a couple of dishes in the sink or a sock in the middle of the floor. Like I just couldn't give anymore. Cause yeah give all day at work and nobody at work knew this was going on. I may painted everything to look picture perfect at my job. Wow. What was it like to get that? That sounds really brutal to get that feedback. And what did you do with that feedback when you got that? Were you still in that place? Were you still in that place of them like feeling like they needed to tiptoe around you when Matt told you that or had that passed and then he was telling you like after the fact? He told me after the fact, and it was really, really, I still like, even just thinking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, that's how I felt when you told me. Yeah, I mean, it was awful. But I thanked him for sharing it with me. Because again, my experiences, I hope to share them, you know, with other women and how I've learned so that they don't have to go through that. Or maybe they are going through that right now and know they're not the only ones. Because 
again, at that time, I assume this is how my life was. I assumed everyone else, you know, had their stuff together too. So I kept this very professional attitude at work. I had really, really amazing women, you know, female leaders around me. And I never heard any of them complain. You know, and they were married with kids and traveling. And again, I just thought, okay, well, this is how it is. And I must just be incapable, but I'm not going to share anything. And of course, once I did start sharing, I absolutely found out I was not the only one. Oh my gosh, I'm sure not. I would imagine this is probably more common than, I mean, for sure more common than we would think, but probably happens more often than not in, I've never been in corporate as a mom, but I would imagine that this is kind of status quo, unfortunately, for a lot of moms in the corporate area. Yes. When I finally was starting to, you know, get a little bit better hold on myself and kind of felt compelled to start sharing my story. I remember this one morning I'm standing in our office building and I'm in the doorway of of a colleague's office and I just like felt compelled to tell her what had been going on with me the year prior and, and how I had felt and how I was still feeling at times. And she just sat there staring at me, not saying a word. And I was freaking out on the inside because I'm thinking, you know, okay, is she thinking I'm just a complete lunatic and I'm crazy? Or is she getting ready to go tell everyone what's happened? And I finally stopped talking. And she says to me, I'm so sorry that I haven't said anything, but it's like I'm looking in a mirror. Yeah. That she had just had the same conversation over the weekend with her family. Wow. Mm hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, what was your rock bottom during that time? Yeah. So, I went through that lifestyle really for 12 months. In December of 2013, there was a night where I was supposed to be going to a holiday party. I had been serving on Women's Network, I was on their committee, and it was, you know, the ornament exchange. And I was seriously so excited to go to this party because I started saying that fun was the working mom's F word. <laughs> legitimately, like there's no way that you can have fun if you're a working mom. And so I was looking forward to some fun that night. But earlier in that day, I of course was in the office and I had an account planning meeting that afternoon with my vice president. And I thought I had everything together. We did these account plans every year. I knew the template. I knew the format. And he just threw complete curveballs my way and wanted all kinds of things changed and added. And he needed it all by 8 a.m. that next morning. Oh, no. And so, you know, I originally approached it with this, like, you got it attitude. You know, I'll, I'll get this done. But, you know, it was about 7 o'clock that night that I was still in the office. And, of course, you know, everyone else is gone. And I realized, you know, I'm still working. I'm not done. And I'm not making it to this holiday party. And as trivial as it sounds, that was the 12 months of, you know, everything building on top of each other. And that just was my final breaking point. And I sat in my office and I was just hysterically crying. And it was that like panic cry, like I'm miserable. I just don't know what to do. I have to get out of this situation. And my initial gut reaction was, I'm going to have to quit my job because in order for me to feel healthy, in order for me to be happy with myself and my family, there's no way I can work like this is impossible. 
So that was my initial thought. But at the same time, I knew that financially, that was not an option. I, at the time, I was the majority of our financial stability. And that was, you know, again, unless we were going to sell our home and change our lifestyle, which I didn't want my family to have to do that. So it wasn't an option for me to quit my job. So yeah, that was a huge, huge blow for me that night. It's so interesting when we have those rock bottom moments that that probably wasn't the first time that someone made a request of you along those lines, that you got to the point where you were like, now we're done. Yes. <laughs> um, like you hit that point where you're like, a line has been crossed, even though like the severity of the interaction might not have been really that extremely abnormal, given what you had been doing for the last 12 months. But I also so appreciate that you like felt that line being crossed in yourself where you were like, okay, like now there needs to be a boundary. Because I think that it's challenging to get to that place. The sad thing is, is when I looked back, I remember my husband surprised me three months after I got promoted. And he surprised me. He had a bunch of my girlfriends pick me up and we went wine tasting. And he did that because he felt bad about how much I was working and how strong that was three months into the job. And so I think, gosh, how in the world at the first 90 days that I was already that crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. I was a crazy person. And my husband saw it that early, yet I didn't hit that final breaking point for another nine more months of that. Like, I realized in the grand scheme of life, one year is not very long. But when you're going through sleep deprivation, not taking care of your you know, your health. And, you know, I told Matt, I still think back to that year. And I do not understand how he did not pack up my kids and leave me because I was an awful human being to everyone around me, other than my coworkers (laughs) and my clients. I just thought you were a total delight. I know. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, and on like a smaller level or not even smaller, but on a different level, I think that this happens often just after having kids and how you, I felt felt this happening just in my relationship with my husband after my son was born, where like at the end of the day, I'd be home with the baby all day, also trying to run my business remotely. And my husband would tell me he was going to be home at 5.15 and he would get home at 5.17. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I have nothing for you. Like on top of me doing everything all day, you were two minutes late. We don't even need to talk this evening. (laughs) And like, there's just this threshold when you're giving to other people so unconditionally and part of having a baby is like, you have to do that. There's no way around it. And I think that it happens extremely commonly in that scenario because it has to happen because you're trying to keep a newborn baby alive. But I think that I can also see where it happens in other situations where like in your work situation, how that then referred back to your family. And it also happens with kids where kids will like be a perfect angels at school and their teacher cannot say a bad thing about them, but you pick them up every day and they're like a holy terror the whole rest of the evening. Like we all have these areas where we're like, I will give everything I have to this one area, but that is going to be at the expense of a bunch of other things because I'm stretching myself so thin in this direction. Yeah. And I think there's some positives with, you know, using your example with the kids at school, you know, I think there's some positives that, you know, maybe your child 
it feels comfortable. They can be vulnerable yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. within their environment and, and to a certain extreme, that's a positive thing. But yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, I felt like I was giving everyone else my leftovers. And yeah. we certainly, these are the people you love. You know, this is the man that I married that I vowed to keep partnership with for the rest of my life and my children. And these are the people that I'm giving my leftovers to. I mean, how backwards is that? Right, right. So you have this realization, this rock bottom event, and you're hysterical in your office crying on a Friday night. And how do you start to then put the pieces together so that you can make a change? And what does the change look like? Mm -hmm. So the rest of the night is a blur. I don't even <laughs> remember getting home, quite honestly. But the very next morning, I text my girlfriend, Kate. She and I had worked together in our early onset of our careers. And I knew she had become a certified coach. And so I text her with the, you know, I'm not texting you as a friend. I need your help. I'm hiring you. I'm going to pay you. I need you to help me. And again, I still had in the back of my mind that I wanted her to help me quit my job. But I was going to need her help figuring out, okay, then how do I financially make that happen? Because I need to be a stay-at-home mom. And for people who know me, they know there is no way I could be a full-time stay-at-home mom. Like, <laughs> I love my children, but I can't have that be my only identity. That's yeah. my personality. I really thrive in, you know having my own personal success and having my own financial income. So anyhow, so yeah, I hired a coach and I remember her asking me during our first call and our first call was, I mean, two weeks later, it was January 6th, 2014. I oh, will never forget that day. Wow. And early on that call, she says, well, I don't understand. Like, why can't you just keep your job and your family to be happy? And it sounded like such a simple concept, but at that time, I really couldn't see how in the world I was going to make that happen. Yeah. But I started having weekly calls with her and we started working on things that, you know, many of which I had been introduced to when I was in college because I was a human services major. I was studying to become a marriage family counselor. And so the, some of the things were things I knew, but I had let go by the wayside, you know, once I got wrapped up into my own life. And a big thing that happened was Kate introduced me to meditation. And for some of your listeners, that may sound like, you know, that's what they do all the time. It's no big deal. But for me at that time, you know, I was corporate, very black and white. Like, yeah. you know, when she said meditation, I it's literally like super pictured, woo. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I pictured hippies cross-legged <laughs> in a grassy field. You know, like there's no way I wear a suit. I'm not right. meditating. Right. But I'm a believer in trying new things. So I definitely took her advice and I did a like a discovery meditation. So each morning I would ask myself, what makes me happy? And I would set my timer on my phone for 10 minutes and every morning. And it was probably, I don't know, three weeks or so, it was a, you know, a few weeks that every morning I would ask myself that same question. And on the surface level, all the regular things came up, right? You know, your kids, your family, all, all the normal things. But when you keep asking yourself that same question over and over and over again, it forces you to dig deeper than you ever thought about. And that's where I really started to uncover, okay, what are the things that I can incorporate into my current job, because I wasn't quitting, into my current job, into, you know, my family, everything that I do as much as possible to start to at least feel happy 
a little bit more in the current situation that I'm in. And I discovered the big thing that made me happy was teaching, coaching and training. That's I was an elementary school teacher right out of college. I've been a group fitness instructor now for 10 years. Like anytime, you know, I could coach or train someone at my company. That's when I was happiest. And so I started to immediately implement as much of that in my life as I could, even though it wasn't necessarily a formal part of my job in that particular time. I started to just build more on that piece of it. I love that. One of the conversations that comes up a lot in my community is around how do you even find your passion if you don't like and especially in a situation where you are like you were in where you are so spread thin. We sometimes like you can't even identify what you are excited about or what makes you happy. And I recently did an episode on how to find your passion. And I talked through some of those things that you just mentioned. And like, what are the things that make you feel really good and that you get excited about that you would do if even if you didn't have to collect a check from it? One of the things I joke about is after college, I used to go to Barnes and Noble and read books in the psychology section just for fun. Like, that's so weird. (laughs) But for me, like, I would read psychology books all day long and like personal development books all day. Like, I love it. And so that's something that I've been able to incorporate into my work. But I've been more intentional over the years that this is something that I really love and I don't want to ignore this part of it. And so when I made a career shift over the last few years, I was intentional about like, okay, this is what I like. Like, I want to incorporate psychology and personal professional development into what I'm doing because that really gets me excited and I could talk about it forever. So I think it takes time though to figure those things out and it takes like some soul searching and some work to see like, what is it that I really love to do? And where do I really shine? And what lights me up and gives me energy? And so I love that you pursued that without necessarily connecting it to like, now I need to go make money with this or like, it sounds like you didn't have a ton of boundaries around it where you were just like, I'm going to explore these things for a while and kind of see how this feels. Yeah, Sarah, you bring up a couple of really good points in that, you know, one is taking the time it's work to it is yes. Because I mean, gosh, we all have busy days, we all have a million things that we can be doing. And so how often does the average person right who's not in this world schedule time to say, let me just sit here and think about what's important to me today. You know, (laughs) I totally people don't do that. It's you get up, you're checking your phone, and you're off running your day, right. And so that's absolutely the first part is, is you have to schedule that time. And then secondly, I didn't have any boundaries around it. I did not know what in the world that was going to look like for me. All I knew was I needed to start finding some joy as quickly as I possibly could. And, you know, when you start then expressing that positive attitude and being joyful, because that's who I always was. Mm -hmm. I'm like you. I read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People in college. Like, and that's a hard, (laughs) not easy read. He's a brilliant author or was a brilliant author, but it's a challenge. But I lost a lot of that positivity. But when you start expressing that, when you start showing this positive side and you're genuinely happy about the things that you're doing, then that's when things come to you. That's when opportunities are put in front of you that you have no idea. And, And I love how you said that. I had no boundaries. 
boundaries. And quite unexpectedly, after I started making that shift going into 2014, later that year, I was promoted again at that company. And not very many people were typically promoted within basically a, you know, two year period to that next level. But I absolutely believe it was because I was showcasing my strengths in a much better way and had this positive attitude about it. That's so awesome. I love that. And I do agree that when you start to find those areas where you shine, it becomes more obvious to other people and it does open doors, even if you aren't even like intentionally setting out to like, I hope this gets me somewhere. It's more just like it becomes obvious to people because you can't help but let that part of yourself shine through. I also love that you talk about you knew that you used to be like a fun person or a joyful person and that was completely gone because I felt like that really left after I had my son, there was like this year and a half period where I didn't fully recognize that I wasn't cool and like I wasn't fun to be around anymore. And But I had this moment, my son was like a year and a half old. My husband and I were out, I think on like a date night, but we were at Target or something. It was not like a fancy date. We're out somewhere like running errands, but Vinny was not there. And I remember laughing about something and like laughing for a while about something and like kind of turning it into an inside joke with my husband. And then there was like all this banter between us. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I think I'm back. (laughs) I hadn't even realized that I hadn't been fun or funny or engaging for like literally since my child had been born. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was missing. And I think it's coming back. And this is really exciting. Like maybe I'll be a cool wife again. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
yeah, there's those different time periods in our life when you are a mom to a newborn or when you get a promotion and you didn't ask the right questions, you know, where you just go along. It's almost like you're kind of in this fog. You're just rolling with things. And I love that realization you had. And I try to incorporate as much fun. I still tend to be a pretty serious person. So thank goodness my husband, Matt, and our kids are hysterical because (laughs) (laughs) they bring that out in me. So I love that. You get the promotion. And then you end up starting your side hustle and building yeah. that up and then fully integrating into that. So tell us a little bit about that because I want to get into talking about the quote unquote and life. Yes. Yeah, so through uncovering that, you know, training and coaching is what made me happy. I decided to follow in my coach's path and get certified for coaching. But again, I'll use your terminology, you know, without boundaries, I didn't really know what I was going to do with that. And so I started doing some light coaching, but realized I really liked more of the speaking and kind of going into companies and, you know, doing like a lunch and learn with their women's employee resource groups and things like that. And then it's just evolved over the past few years into more speaking and coaching as well. So yeah, I I started doing that. But again, I really didn't know where that was all going to lead exactly what that was going to look like. I knew eventually I would do that full time, but I really didn't have a plan. I was really enjoying my corporate job. I was very, very blessed. The following, gosh, two, three years were probably the best years of my life. Even though I had taken on more, I was in the right position at my company. I had an amazing team. You know, my family, we had all reconnected. Like it was really these golden years for us. So I didn't have a plan, but someone else had a plan for me. And the company, like I said, that I had worked for, for over 11 years, they went through a series of layoffs. And I was the first one where my position was eliminated. And even though I was offered another position, I knew it was the sign for me to make that transition. So yeah, now I get to do this full time. And it's just unbelievable. You know, my goal really is to help women not get to that breaking point like I did that night in December 2013 because, or even close to that, you know, I would love for them to see 90 days in or even beforehand the questions they should ask and what they need to do, you know, before they get to a breaking point or even worse, get beyond that breaking point and quit. And you know, this is not to say I I don't agree with women who choose to be stay at home moms, like more power to them. I couldn't do it. But you know, I have a belief that I want to live a very holistic life. I want to have my own personal identity as well as raise my children. But I believe that if I'm doing my job as a parent right, that I'm raising independent adults. And so that means after 18-ish years, my children should be able to leave me. And then that part of my life is done. And so I want to be able to not have to restart again. I want to be able to have both and have my own financial independence because we never know what's going to happen in our current situation. And as well as I love that my children get to see me working. There's research that proves that daughters of working moms, they earn more income than those who are daughters of moms that stay at home. So interesting. I hope I am setting up my my children for their own independent and their own success too. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about living the and life. What does that mean? And what is the first critical step toward living this way? So 
as I mentioned, when I first talked to my coach, you know, I thought I had to choose one or the other, my job or everything else in my life. And I realized that that's not the case, that I can have a successful career and a fulfilling personal life. So Mm -hmm. that's what I coined living the and life. And The first step is centered around this question I get asked often or even read about in the media, which is this, you know, Colleen, can I really have it all? You know, this phrase, having it all. And it's almost become kind of a bad phrase. And there's a lot of controversy around that. But what I share is that you're asking the wrong question and you're asking the wrong person. So instead of asking me or anyone else, you should be asking yourself, the question of what does having it all mean to me? And that really is the first critical step is coming up with your own personal definition of what that life looks like for you. Because Sarah, you and I, even though we have a lot of similarities, many things in common, your definition of having it all or what you want, you know, this balanced life to look like, holistic life to look like is very unique to you and different from me or anyone else. And so, Coming up with that definition that, you know, some people call it, you know, what's your vision, but very prescriptive, very well thought out around all aspects of your life, professional, personal, financial, health, you know, fun, everything. What does that look like? And I will tell you that if I had taken the time, because like you said earlier, you have to take the time to do this. If I had taken the time to really create that definition for myself, then when I was offered that promotion going into 2013, I would have approached it so differently. I would have known what questions to ask. I would have immediately recognized that this promotion, how it's outlined right now, is not going to fit into the life that I have designed. And I would have asked for things sooner, things that I didn't ask for until after I had already gotten to that breaking point and then started to really understand what I wanted my life to look like. So that's the first step. I think that makes so much sense. And I love the idea of taking the time to be reflective of it. I'm actually working with a coaching client right now who's working on that. And I'm so impressed with her ability. She's kind of coined it her discovery phase. But I'm so impressed with the work that she's doing to look inward rather than look outward right now. And it's really fascinating to see what she's coming up with. And we've been talking a lot about like her own version of having it all and what does that mean? And what does it mean for her future and her family's future? And I think that that can look so different from one person to the next. And I think that sometimes when we quickly think of having it all without spending a lot of time in reflection on it, we take on other people's versions of having it all. So that having it all means a certain amount of money that we just like randomly pick a number. It means like this amount of income and this car and these vacations and these purses or whatever. When in reality, if you do sit down to really reflect on your version of having it all, that might look really different than like Instagram version of having it all. And I think that that's so important to acknowledge because it could completely change the game for you. Yes. And so then if somebody were to ask me, can I have it all based on, you know, Sarah's definition, I would immediately say, no, you can't because that's not your life. Yeah. So trying to achieve now, it's one thing to have a role model or some sort of external motivation, right? Somebody that's fine. But you got to really sit down and think about it because maybe that components of that life look really good to you. But if you knew about the other aspects, that might not fit for you. 
So right. it has to be unique. You have to take the time to sit and define it. Definitely. And I think that reflective time is so valuable. And we don't give ourselves time for that when we are always on the go. And I, you probably can relate to this. And I know I relate to it when you're a high achiever and you're goal-oriented and driven and an obliger kind of person where you always want to be pleasing different people in your life. It's really hard to make yourself take that time. It's like it feels like a big sacrifice because you can think of 47 other things that you could do with the next two hours. So to sit down and be like, I'm going to write out my vision right now. (laughs) You're like, no, like actually these other 47 things like have to be done by tomorrow. So I'm really not going to sit and write out my vision right now. So yeah, I think it's important to recognize that and recognize so many women's and mom's perhaps inability to sit in those quiet places and dig into those deeper places just because we have so much on our plate and we do want to be productive and successful in so many different areas. Yes. Yes. So how do you model this life to your kids? Yeah. So I think I early on attempted to completely separate work and, you know, my home life and, you know, with technology, you know, there's all these bad things, you know, you shouldn't be on your phone when you're doing this or that. And I have found it really, really hard to completely separate it. I prefer to be much more integrated. Now, obviously, if I'm attending one of my kids sporting events, or my daughter's theater performance, I'm fully engaged, I am present. But you know, they also understand if we're all at home, you know, I might be working, and they'll come up into my office and they'll do their homework next to me while I'm working. And so we've really integrated it. And, you know, I use the technology and the remote situations to my advantage to benefit us. And it's not to say that there aren't times where I do have to check myself and say, okay, you know, put the phone down and let's get back to focusing on what's important. But the other thing I would offer is Matt and I, we have always had adult conversations with our kids. We're very open about our businesses, um, not from a complaining or, you know, kind of bitching about work situation, but, you know, really sharing about, gosh, even I had to write a proposal and a contract. And I was discussing it with Ethan, my 12 year old, about the thoughts I was having and why I was doing this and why I was doing that. And I have already seen with my kids that they pick up so much on that, that they integrated into their own conversations and experiences with school or with sport or situations with friends. And so, you know, it's not like I'm asking my kids not to be kids, but we have those, we don't try to dumb down our conversations, I guess I would say. I love that. And I want to go back to something that you said kind of at the beginning of this. So I always take notes for our show notes on my computer while we're talking in my interviews, but I'm also writing this on a post-it note because I don't want to forget it. So it's like going to be in two places for me. I love the idea of intentional integration. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's so different than trying to keep strict boundaries and just feeling like you're always failing. And to be like, I'm never going to be on my phone when my kids are around. And instead to be like, actually, sometimes I am. And here's how I'm going to be having like be intentionally integrating this, my personal and professional lives. Yeah. And again, I have conversation, you know, if my daughter sees me on my phone and wants to tell me something, I'm like, hold on, I need to, you know, I need to finish this. It's for work. And this is why. And I explain to her, I don't just say, no, you need to wait. We have the conversation. So she understands that work is important. She's important. I want to give her my full attention, but let's give me 30 more seconds and Mm -hmm. I'm good to go, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit more about how you work with women and moms and where people can find you if they want to connect with you. 
So I work with women and moms in a variety of ways. So I am a full certified professional success coach. So I do one-on-one coaching with women, whether that's for, you know, career pathing, career growth, or, you know, hitting major life goals, living this more and life. Time management is a big, that I don't like the word time management, but it's one everyone identifies with. So I do a lot of work with that. And really it's because that's a lot of where the trouble stems from is that especially working moms feel like I don't have enough time. How can I possibly do these things? So I do a lot of work there, but I am a public speaker. So again, I'm brought into organizations and conferences for speaking, training, workshops. So I do that. And yeah, if you go to my website, ColleenHauk.com, I have right there on the homepage and quite frankly, every page, I have a free download. I call it the Me Time Starter Guide. So I hear from a lot of women that they're able to kind of manage work and manage all the day-to-day functions at home, but they don't have any time for themselves. And whether that means going to the gym or eating right, whatever that looks like. So I have a really, really simple guide on how you can start to work with your schedule to get more of that back. And then you can also sign up for my newsletter. I send out a weekly video and other tips. So those are all available there. Nice. So I will have that linked up in the show notes. And then I'll also have everywhere where we can connect where people can connect with you on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And then final question, in what ways are you a shameless mom? So I talked about it a little bit earlier that I don't have to make mom my identity in order to be a great mom. I'm really proud of the professional success I've achieved. And I would say that my kids are equally as well. You know, I love being a fitness instructor, speaker, trainer, having fun with my friends and being a wife and mom. But I don't have to give up everything else about my personal identity Mm -hmm. to be a great mom. And again, I know my kids are that much stronger and wiser because I do work and I do have things outside of just raising tiny human beings. (laughs) Right, right. I love that. This has been so great, Colleen. I so appreciate you being here. And I feel like there's been some really good golden nuggets in here. Great takeaways for moms listening who might be in different points of their life, but be able to maybe in exactly the same place you were at one time or in different areas that just have so many different parallels. I mean, I was kind of blown away by how your corporate situation paralleled my newborn life situation with my son, even though those are such different places to be. So I really appreciate you being here and sharing openly. And I can't wait to have people connect with you outside of this conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. 
Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.